Welcome to Big Men Big Theology. My name is Jordan. And my name is Trey. And our faces are uncomfortably close to one another. Uh, his name is Carl <laughs> Edmund Head the uh, Third. That is my real name. Do you know my real name? Do you forget? Yeah, your real name is Michael. Oh, okay, good. I just want to. I, I just want to affirm that we are actually this close that we know each other. Do you know when, when is my birthday? I know when your birthday is. Yeah, I know you know when mine is, and I'm drawing a blank on you. I'm awful at birthdays, though. Yeah, but like, what, what month is mine in? Wow. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wow. A part of me wants to say April, but, wow. I, but, but I don't think That's it's so not April. Wrong. No. Hold on. Let me look on Facebook. It's August. <laughs> oh, yes. Is your birthday August 28th? 21st. 28th 21st. is your best friend John's birthday. It is John It is John English's birthday. I got a, I, I got a lot of friends who have... August. I got a lot of friends who have August twenty eighth birthdays, and I have a ton of people that I know that are September seventh. I don't know what and happened. Yours is the fifth. Mine is September fifth. Yeah, but we need to quit giving out information on ourselves because someone's going to steal our identity. Oh, please don't. My <laughs> my my social security number is. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah. So, uh, in in what what in in light of us talking about, I was going to banter uh, a little bit. Oh, more. let's banter. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to ask? How, how you been, Jordan? Oh. That's all you're gonna ask. There's nothing really like super, super pressing. You stepped in anything lately? Oh man! <laughs> so today they repaved our stinking parking lot out in the church. They repave it. They sprayed it with new yeah. tar, and we're also in the process of of uh, trashing everything from the old. No, not trashing everything. No, but, we're not trashing everything from the old library. But so we're we're uh, the, my music library that I have at our church has a, has a, has a lot of uh, stuff from. Um, that that's old and rickety and needed to be thrown away, and so we've been doing that. There was an old desk in there that was dry rotten. Yeah, there was so like there was like away. a there was like a song that like of the five love languages or something. What was it? No, it was, it was the song for a youth choir. And I what? And, and I'm I'm want to disclaimer this that I would never pick this song for corporate worship or for anything. Yeah. It was a song for a youth choir called True Love's Way. A uh, True Love's Way, and That's it is right. it is the most cringy thing you will ever read in your entire life. And I'm don't not, go I'm, near that girl. No, 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 no. Oh, like no. oh, I'll, I'll I I think it's still. I, I don't. I think I didn't throw it away just because I thought it was hilarious. So I'll funny. I'll do dramatic reading for you later. But um, anyways, we're so, trash. Yeah, we're we're trash much of stuff, and Jordan just forgot that they had uh, resprayed it, and it was uh, the parking lot or whatever and he forgot and a good chunk of it was still wet and he planted both feet in it and then stepped stepped onto the concrete uh sidewalk with it which had just been pressure washed that's right it was so, awful uh yeah so that's 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 how, a terrible moment if you could sum up like an hour day in one like moment a, like that's what that's what I that's how like his day hour, like cleaning that up it was uh, terrible it was hilarious um, but uh, so so. Besides that, you've been good. Yeah, I've been I've been well. Um, uh, let's uh, can can I ask you um, how my day's been? Yeah, more than that. But sure, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I want to know how your pontificate. Day, on, I, I want to know how your day's been. How you're thinking about all of the things going on in the SBC right now? Oh my gosh, isn't it crazy? I feel like every day there's a new something. Yeah, like there's there's. Uh, <clears throat> Like, Did you see the latest thing about like the gender pronoun stuff? Yeah, J- J.D. Greer saying, I- I'm going to call them whatever they want. 
did he, is okay. So I didn't That's read the article. I, I just saw everybody yeah. freak out about it, and I was like, I'm I'm a, a, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the energy right now he, to read he, that. So he basically said, so he basically, uh, energy is that, um, it, I want to be. Uh, it's a spirit of generosity that he wants to give to people uh, by calling them by their preferred pronoun. Not the actual pronoun that they are, but by their preferred pronoun. I could not disagree with that more. I know. It's, I think it's more I loving. think that's lying, actually. Yeah, I, I think it's lying. It's it's just, So Romans 1, like, yeah. who was the curse upon? It was not just the people It was who also were, on those who approved. It was of, those who approved of it. And, we don't and want though, to approve and of though, it anyway. J.D. Greer, would, would, I'm sure he would say that he does not approve of, trans- of, of transgenderism. But calling them by their preferred pronoun right. is allowing them to feel right. like that that is okay, and it's not. And, and and we want to love them and show them Christ and show them that God, you know, is sovereign over how they were created. And like, if you were created a female, God desired for you to be a female. Right. I, I'm not going. Yeah. So I'm not going to give the full details of this story, but I just I, I mean you're aware of a, a story. But I want to just say something. Uh, I'm a Calvinist. Uh, I am a Calvinist. <laughs> I'm a Reformed guy. Those are things I believe in. Yes. Um, Amen. And I want, I want, I want to say that clearly. So if anybody that's not listening, you know that I'm not dangerous or bad or awful person because I'm a Calvinist. <laughs> so, so the reason Jordan is saying this, I'll, I'll explain yeah. is. So we are, we are Reformed Baptists. So we are Calvinists, but even more so, we are Reformed Baptists in the state of Alabama, and. To be in the Southern Baptist Convention and to be a Calvinist in the state of Alabama specifically is uh, frowned upon. Yeah, um, we are seen as 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 dangers uh, to to churches um, because of uh, views that I don't think are biblical. Uh, and so I'm I'm trying to beat around this. So you're hearing me uh and all uh, a little bit. I'm sorry. But um, yeah. Anyway, so we, we we just had a situation that both of us are dealing with where it, it feels like people are scared of Calvinists yeah. or some for some reason. And yes, there are cage stagers. There are guys that uh, shouldn't speak at all <laughs> at different times or about different things. And uh, even in my own life, I need to learn when to speak and when not to speak. But I know some cage stage Arminians. Yeah, and, and so, so like I mean, it's yeah, yeah but. I mean, guess to, what? To we're just, not we're, just to, to just label us and just throw us aside in what the situation we're talking about. Right. That's what it just feels like. And so, and if you're if if you're not a Calvinist and you're listening to our podcast, we thank you that you we do. love you. Yeah, we do love. We you. want to answer questions. Absolutely. We want to enjoy, and guess yeah. what? Just because you're not a Calvinist or if you don't hold to those views, that doesn't mean you're not a believer. Oh, yeah, and and so, like, like I want you to think to 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 know that. Yeah. Uh, because. Um, a lot of people who aren't Calvinist, there are some who are so anti-Calvinistic who would say that we are false believers, yeah. and there are some Calvinists who would go as far as to say as all people who aren't Calvinists are unbelievers. Right. Like the we, if we agree that you are saved by faith alone, through grace alone, in Christ alone, like I can call you brother. Yeah, but also another thing, like um, before we get in our topic, I just I want to say this because some of our some of our podcasts are. Uh, controversial um, in various ways. We disagree. I, I don't know what you're talking about. We disagree. <laughs> we disagree with certain people, and we say where we disagree with certain people at. Um, but guys, we'll we'll be happy to sit down, talk, have a phone conversation about our disagreements. 
uh, email us at bmpt sixty eight nine at gmail.com. We'll be happy for the love of all but, goodness. But somebody come come to us. We we, we, we hear we sort of hear chatter here and there of disagreement and. Uh, but we would love to. We would love to address any of the issues with you guys, um, whether it be politics, whether it be how we ecclesiology or church or anything. Believe it or not, like there can be disagreements between yeah. brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ. That's and right. uh, me and, and Trey have disagreements every day. That we sure do. And, and by the way, Trey has been Jordan, joking on me like so hard the last few days. And it's just like worn on me. So just know I have I have apologized and repented. <laughs> sorry, to you. sorry, and I and I love you. And and here's the thing, Jordan. I think I think you would be you should be you should be more worried if I'm not doing that to you yeah. because if not, that means something's wrong. Let me let me introduce our topic for us. Sure. So, yeah, because we'll so keep you, bantering. Yeah, we will. We'll, we we just wanted to get a lot off. We miss Cody. Cody keeps us reeled in. It does. <laughs> Um, so the topic I wanted to bring up today is what can we be thankful for when we don't really have anything to be thankful for as Christians? Or when we think we don't when, have anything. When we think we don't have anything to be thankful for. What can we be thankful for? With Thanksgiving coming up, with holidays coming up. Um, this you mean with Christmas coming up, with, sir? Uh, with Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas coming Christ up. Christmas, yes. Uh, sorry. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So with, the holidays. With, with, with all of these uh, – Holiday, New Year's, all these holidays come up. You're you're gonna be in and around friends and family and all of these various things. And and sometimes it's sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's joyful, and sometimes you just need to reflect and say, Hey, what am I? What am I? What can I always be thankful for during this season? What can I always come back to, and on my mind and my heart, uh, rest in and rejoice in. And so um, I just want to ask you, like, I, I got a few things on my mind. What immediately comes to your mind that you can be thankful for during this season? Uh, or, or thankful for um, even when you don't feel like you can be thankful for anything? Well, yeah, I'm. there's, of course, the standard answer, I'm, I'm thankful for Christ. I'm thankful for... That should be where we start. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's the first place you need to go to is I was destitute and depraved and I was headed down a road that was only leading to destruction. Uh, but God, you know, because of His grace and mercy, like sent His Son to die for us. I think that's the first place we need to go when it comes to when our hearts are feeling uh, unthankful, when we are having rough days where we feel like nothing is going our way, like, if you are a believer in Christ, you always have something to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. I, I completely agree with you. I think I think that Christ should be the center of our focus. It should be the center of our thoughts. Um, we should always be coming back to dwell on the person of Christ, his character, his attributes, the way he kept the law, um, and being thankful for that because he has kept the law in our place when we failed to keep the law. Um, so I think there's always a, a, a place and a heart for us to to be ever rejoicing because we are united. We are in union with Christ himself. He is he is our all. Uh, Hebrews um, two tells us he's 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 what we uh, he is superior to all things. Uh, Hebrews one and two, and so we need to we need to always have him at the forefront of our, our minds. He is the radiance of the glory of God. He is the exact imprint of God's nature. He's created all things, and so we we need to have a thankful heart always for the person of Christ. We don't leave the person of Christ yeah. when we are in seasons of 
doubt in seasons of depression, seasons of can I really trust anything or anyone, uh, we should always go, and go back to trusting the person of Christ. Yeah, so I think that's definitely where we'll be going with. Yeah, and I think a good, a good thing to build off of that on, something that I've been trying to recently remind myself of is I should be thankful for the Lord's Day. Amen. Man, that is something we should always be thankful for. Every Lord's Day, you get a taste of heaven. Amen. You get a taste of we Can, are getting to I'll gather. Elaborate with, that. Yeah, like, how, so, how, do, how do we get a taste of heaven from the Lord's Day, Sunday? So when um, we so first off, the Sabbath was made for man. Yeah. Like, and what a gracious gift that is that we should be thankful for that we have a day of the week that God has given us to rest and to gather with his people to sing his praises to hear his word to pray to his name all for the all for his glory alone Amen. this is what it will be like in heaven it won't be an eternity long church service right but we get a taste of that when we get to sing to him together. We get to unite our voices together to the Lord yeah, and sing to God. Yeah, so so throughout the week, the six days apart from Sunday, throughout the week, maybe you've been discouraged, maybe you've been distressed, worried, anxious about something, and then you realize Sunday's coming. Amen. The resurrection day's coming. The people I'm united to, I'm going to be fellowshipping with on Sunday. I'm that we're going to be joined back together again to work together, to seek God's glory, to worship Him, to to fellowship and to serve one another, to express concerns, to, to express our burdens, to express our needs, our wants, and our desires. Um, and and that's good. Like we're coming in to worship God and hear from God's word to serve us and to ultimately so that we can serve him and go back towards his glory. But we're also coming in to bear burdens. We're coming in to have our burdens borne by other people and to express those burdens. And that's at morning view. That's what we seek to desire is, is not to just say, Hey brother, how are you? Good. Bye. See you next week. Hey brother, how can I pray for you? What can I do for you? What, can, can we have lunch this week? Can we can we can we talk to each other about what's going on in our lives? So yeah, so when I'm in doubt, when I'm in when I'm when I'm struggling, trusting anything or being thankful for anything, I gotta remember there's so many brothers and sisters that I can be thankful for. I mean, uh, I was just thinking probably two uh, a week or two ago, last week probably actually it was last week. I was struggling. I was doubting God's goodness. I just reached out to two brothers, and they prayed for me. They called me. They, um, they, they, they were asking certain things. I was able to confess certain sin. That, that it was just a sweet, sweet time of of genuine fellowship, genuine concern, and it it made me made me sit back and think, man, there's much to rejoice in. Yeah, amen. Yeah, um, I think I think one of the things that um, I can always rest in, and I can always rejoice in is God's unending eternal grace. Um, his grace that so 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 think about those words though. From eternity past, God the Father and God the Son covenanted with one another, made a covenant of redemption to purchase for themselves a people. And I'm a part of that people. I'm I'm a part of that grace. That love. I'm part of the redeemed. I'm part of the elect. I'm part of. I'm part of uh, something bigger than myself. I will get to taste heaven's joys forever. 
I will get to be a citizen forever because of that grace. And that's not, uh, and we say this all the time, that's not anything that I've done. That's not anything that I've earned, not anything that I will ever in and of myself possess by myself. That's something that was freely given through Christ, through the person of Christ. But thinking about how this was a plan, this was an eternal plan from eternity past that God would do this. God would set his affections upon his people, and I'm a part of that people. It's just a sweet sweet thought to me, um, yeah. something that I can rejoice in. Well, it's something also that it relieves worry. It relieves stress, and that right there bears burdens in and of itself. And that's, like you said, how we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. When we do that, the first place we should go to <coughs> is the gospel. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, and it will never, never be blotted out because you are a chosen child of God. There is nothing that you can do to lessen God's love or increase God's love for you. His affections were set on you before the foundation of the earth, as, as Ephesians 1 tells us. And so it's Spurgeon used to say, the sovereignty of God is the pillow on which I lay my head on at night. Amen. Man, I can rest every night knowing that if if I'm going to take my last breath in this sleep, like I'm going to enter into an eternal rest That's right. with my with my father who adopted me. Amen. And so Amen. I am thankful for that. I'm you know, that's one of the things that I, I pray with my daughter every night. And the three things I always pray for <laughs> First is a little bit selfish. I pray that she rests well, so that I can rest well. But um, two I don't is want it? Two wake is, up again, Eleanor. Yeah. Go back to sleep. <laughs> she, she she actually sleeps pretty good. I'm thankful to have a daughter who sleeps well. But um, that she's protected, and then the third that God would save her soul. Amen. And so, um, let me tell you this: if you're not a Calvinist and you're listening to this, uh, my question is: Do you pray that God would save people? Because you, I mean, if if it's up to that person, why would you ever pray that God would save people? We we should always be praying, whether you're Calvinist or not. And I would say if you're on the other end, you're being inconsistent, but that's fine, being consistent, because it's still biblical um, right. in that sense. Pray for the salvation of others. Mm-hmm. Like, pray for that. Amen. Pray and plead with God that he, by his own sovereign hand, would save and adopt those who are running away from him. Uh, another thing that I'm, 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 I'm just so thankful for, even when it's... Um, small mustard seed like is faith. Amen. Uh, because it's a gift. Yeah, I was recently thinking. I, I, I mean, like most people, I love the story of the prodigal son, um, and I love Luke fifteen. is one of my favorite chapters. We read that in the, yeah. the scripture reading. Yeah, yesterday. scripture reading. I preached it a couple weeks ago to the youth, and um, and one of the uh, one of the sweetest things that I see in there. Is something that most people don't necessarily see or look at. Um, but uh, let me give you context. So the prodigal son left home. They he, he went away to the world. He squandered in his inheritance. He was selfish. He, he hated his father in the sense that he was selfish uh, and wanted it all to himself. And what ends up happening is he eats with swine. He eats with pigs. He's so he's brought so low to this earth, so far into the pit, that he's 
now having to look outside of where he's at and, and remembers, remembers the goodness of God. He remembers the goodness of God in the sense that, <clears throat> in the sense that he, um, he remembers his father's mercy and grace to him at his house. And, and what he does there is he, he says to himself, man, and this is small faith. This is just, this is small faith because he doesn't he doesn't think about all of the mercy of his father, or doesn't really realize all of the mercy of his father. But he realizes he's like, my father will treat me, my my he will treat me like a hired servant, and it's better for me than where I'm at currently. He treated his hired servants better than what I'm being treated now by the world, and so he has faith, and he has this small faith, and that small faith gets him more. It gets him more than what he expects. He goes back to his home and he gets welcomed in as a son, as an heir again. Welcomed in with a party, with a fattened calf, with rings on his fingers, robe on him, like hugged by his father, welcomed in, loved by his father. And that small faith, that small faith. So if you even have a mustard seed worth of faith, the smallest faith you can possibly imagine, but that faith is pure. It's undefiled, and it's and it's it's on it's on the person of Christ. Then you'll get inheritance. You'll you will be saved. You will you will know God perfectly when you die. And guess what? That small faith doesn't stay small. That that small faith grows and continues to grow. But maybe you're going into the holidays uh, this uh, this season, and you're saying, "Man, my faith is so small." Be thankful, rejoice that you even have a small faith. Yeah, I think Calvin. I was reading his uh, his thing called the Little Book on the Christian Life. Yeah, and he talks about how even the smallest step forward is worth of the greatest rejoicing. Right, like there is there is rejoicing when you have moments where the Spirit of God is has made you a temple for Himself, and you move even an inch closer to being like Christ. Yeah. What a glorious thing! Because if you did not have the Spirit, that would not have happened. That's right, ever. And so, and that's so like someone like me who struggled with assurance for so long. You know, I still have seasons where where that happens, but like you can look back on the work God not not look back on your own works, but look back on the work that God has done in your life. So you can look back and say, "Man, look how much more I am like Christ now than I was." five, ten years ago. Yeah. You know, it's not because, oh, man, look how much I'm doing to merit. It's no, look how much God has done That's right. in me. And so that is something to be thankful for. Are you thankful for the work God has done in your heart? It, which I think brings us to our next thing, repentance. Yeah. What a gift of God to be able to turn away from the world, to have a, so repentance means a change of mind yeah. about sin and about the things of the world. What a gift. Yeah. What a gift that, that was given to you, something to be thankful for. Repentance is not something you stir up on your own. Right. It's something that only happens with the illumination of the Holy Spirit, who has, again, who has made you a temple for himself and has opened your eyes and ears to who you are and to who God is. Yeah. And so we should constantly be thankful for that, constantly thankful that I can look back on my life and see the vile, evil things that I've done 
and look back on it like David does in Psalm 51. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah in Psalm 51, and he cringes at his sin. Yeah. Oh, God, like, like, show me your mercy. Man, what's it? What's in that? So yesterday, Sean, pre, our, our pastor, preached uh, from Psalm 51 somewhat. <clears throat> I just thought it was so beautiful that in Psalm 51, you know, you know David's sin. It's adultery. After he goes into Bathsheba, he murders he sees his sin. He's, he says, I've sinned against the Lord. In Psalm 51, he doesn't name that sin specifically. He doesn't name adultery specifically. Rather, what happens is it goes deeper to the root. He knows that... Uh, that his you heart, and you only have I sinned. You sin. and you only have I yeah. sinned. He knows that the root sin is turning away from God to the lust of the flesh. My sin is... Is yes, I've sinned in adultery. Yes, I've sinned against. But my first sin was having another God before you. Mm-hmm. It was turning away from the God who loved me, who anointed me as king, who who set his affections upon me, gave me favor in the eyes right. of my enemies. And he here's this man who is now repenting, who's now trusting, and and he knows he knows that God has not left him. He knows that God has not turned his face away from him. He knows that God has set his affections upon him and that his that this God who he sinned against, who he knows he sinned against, and he's now repenting, will forgive him, will restore him to a right relationship. That's what he's that's what he's saying there. He was like he, he basically he he's even saying uh in verse fifteen he says, Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Even though he may not even be able to open his lips, he's saying, God, open them for me so I can praise you, so I can rejoice in you. Even in the midst of of my guilt and my repentance and my love for you, open my mouth so I can declare your thanksgiving, to declare your wonders. Yeah, and even look at how the prophet uh, Nathan um, gives gives, uh, David law and gospel in his rebuke. You know, you are the man. You are the man who has done this. Yeah. And then he says, "But the Lord will not will not take you, or He will take this sin from you." That's right. What what a beautiful message of law and gospel. Yeah. The law condemns. We are you will not sinners. die, even though you deserve. To yes, die I mean, sin. and so we have a perfect example of that yeah. in Scripture, where we see the law and we see our condemnation, but we also see the grace and mercy and love of a God. Who saves? Man, this this right here is it, it should stir us up. These things, when you think about these things, it should stir you up to rejoicing, to being thankful, to loving the Lord with a greater fervency, with a greater thanksgiving, a greater heart that's overwhelmed with what He's shown you about yourself, what He's given to you through His Son, what He's what He's providing to you in in belief and faith. You know these 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 things that we've talked about: Christ Himself, grace, faith, and uh, repentance. These are things we can we can reflect on every day, and we actually need to reflect on every day. It's it's good to come back to these things and say, "Lord, help me." I like maybe I'm not believing. Help my unbelief so that I can believe. I believe, but help my unbelief. Um, what I, I want to ask you just a few other like thoughts, like. What are like? Let's just list a list of things that, in the midst of in the midst of not believing, 
and sometimes or not thinking thinking God is good, what yeah. can you still be thankful for? Yeah, I mean, so <coughs> so sometimes, like, for instance, like if I am down or, or like my wife is, is ha- down or having a bad day, I can either, either I'll look at her and tell this to her or she'll look at me and tell these things to me. Look, look at what God has provided for us even when we don't deserve it. We have a roof over our heads. We have food on our plates. You have a you, neighbor like Jordan. I do, I, I do. I sure do. <laughs> uh, and so, like, these are these are tangible things that we can see where, you know, at one point, me and Jessica were very financially strained. And, like, we were really worried about, like, how are we going to pay the bills this month? You know, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to get into prosperity stuff because that's because we know that's not the gospel. But there is thanksgiving that God does provide our tangible needs. Oh, yeah, that's I not mean, prosperity if, gospel No, it's at not all. at all. I mean, if, and the thing, like, for instance, I had to tell my wife this week, you know, I had to go to that, that go to that passage, if, if the birds do not worry about where their next meal comes from, how much more even the children of God. Yeah. If everything is taken away from us, everything, even the things that are dearest to our hearts, like we know that there is a God who will still provide Amen. our every Amen. single need and will still be showing his love to us. Because here's the thing that I think Christians need to remind themselves on. We will be spending an eternity with God in sinless perfection. Yeah. The momentary struggles of this world are just that, momentary. And they are all, Romans eight twenty eight all for our good and for his glory and so that is something to be thankful for god even even thankful for our struggles because those things he will use to make us more like jesus those things he will even use for our good and for his glory and what is and that's the greatest thing you know the first uh question of westminster catechism what's the chief in demand to glorify god and enjoy him forever and so the glory of god is something we should be thankful for yeah one of the things i wanted to just close with as we're thinking about thanksgiving is is what john english preached last night he preached on the heart and so when 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 sometimes when our heart is unthankful it's not rejoicing sometimes we have to tell our heart to be thankful sometimes we we have to remind hey heart look at the trees and the beauty of the leaves changing colors and see that glo- the glory of God in all of creation. Hey, heart, look at Psalm 23. Hey, heart, God, Jesus is our Lord. He is our shepherd. He, he, is, he is going to make us lie down in green pastures one day. He is, he is going to lead us beside still waters. And he does that through his word. And, and, and that's producing a thankfulness a, a a heart that's ever thankful, then we have to constantly speak the truth back to ourselves. We constantly have to go back to the Word and say, heart, be thankful. Be thankful for these things that we've already talked about. Be thankful. Don't don't go off and 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 love the world again. Don't go off and and be filled with your fleshly desires. And don't allow don't allow the whispers of Satan to condemn you. Yeah, and I think, and that's why we can go into the passage, one of the passages that John English preached from last night. That is why 
we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not have to lean on our own understanding. That's right. We lean we lean back on the goodness of God, even in the midst of our ungrateful, unthankful hearts. We yeah. say God is so good and so kind and so rich in mercy and loves his people well. Yes. And we're a part of that people. We, he is not yet. He has not le- yet left us. God says that and he won't forsake us. Yeah, he says he knows his sheep and his sheep hear his voice. Yeah. And they know his voice. Yeah. So what what a what a thing to be thankful for, brother. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed talking about this. My heart was not thankful, not not really thankful before we came in here and started talking about this and I'm thankful that we did decide to to do this podcast and uh uh, if you guys have questions, do email us. We, we, we'd love to respond, hear questions back, hear comments, hear feedback from you guys. And uh, Be sure you to guys listen, can like, and share. Listen, like, and share. share. Help, us, help us spread the word of BMBT. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care if it's, if it's 10 people or 100 people. I'm fine with it. So. Awesome. Well, y'all have a good day.